Yes, guys, welcome back to the Once You're In, You're In podcast. This is now episode 86. I think it's 86. And this is the second episode in the studio. Sorry if the lighting's different and the camera's a bit different. We're still we're still playing around with optimising the setup of the studio. So I do apologise if it's not fantastic yet, but it will be fantastic soon. The lighting wasn't planned. Basically, we had we stole Pete, uh, so videographer who helped us set up. We stole his uh, his tripod with a light, and the battery it we somehow managed to die. So the main lights on. But to be fair, I actually thought the lighting looked okay. Yeah, so yeah, what we could say is we could say what do you guys prefer? Do you guys prefer the first pilot episode lighting with a little bit of a darker, mysterious sort of yeah? They can't we can't swear. Is sexist when? I don't know. Anyway, what do you prefer in the dungeon or a little bit more light, bright, sort of positive, happy vibes on a Thursday? Let us know in the comments. Yeah, let us know in the comments. A poll on Spotify. (laughs) I did one the other day, didn't I? I was doing another one. Speaking of Spotify, mate, do you want to tell us about the the ratings? Do you want to tell us how they've gone up? We've got two more. And we haven't even uploaded that episode. Yeah, so technically we've we've got two ratings without saying it. Yeah, we've only uploaded one recently, was it? I don't even think we spoke about them in that one. No, and we didn't speak about it. We and it was a short episode, so I'm not over that. We should do the filler episode. So, yeah, we're into it. Now, I'm not too sure when we're going to be filming next week's because you're away, aren't you, on Thursday? We'll film on Wednesday. It'll be something. We'll film Wednesday and it'll be... You won't even know I've gone away, guys. It'll be the same. Do you want to touch a button? Do you want to yeah, go ahead and start to... Oh, I might speak about last week. We did a pilot, didn't we? So, yeah. yeah. Where you going? Maybe we spoke about it in the... Filler episode. Yeah, mate. Anyway, if you want to give an update, mate. Yeah, okay. guys. I'm going to Morocco. With who? With my girlfriend, Shannon. No, no, I was waiting for Hakimi. See, yeah, I'm not going with them. I'm going to see that. Oh, you're going to see them. I'm going to meet Hakimi and see it. Yeah. The boys. Um, Amrabat. I'm meeting him for a drink, I think, at some point. Of course. A drink. And the manager, whatever his name is, his five minutes of fame. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to Morocco uh, for just for a week. Uh, basically the the final week before I start prep. But I do I do think I mentioned this before, um, either in one of the Zoom episodes or last week's pilot kind of episode. But yeah, it's basically the, the final week before prep, but I know that my body weight will very likely drop throughout that week um, because I won't be eating anywhere near as much as I am now. Um, so I'll probably come back a few pounds. Mate, it's an all-inclusive. Yeah, I'm never going in. No, I'll never go in, mate. I can't, I can't go in. I'm a bodybuilder. I'm a BB. I can't go in. Um... But yeah, like obviously in terms of like total food and especially total food volume, like it will definitely be lower. So I will likely come back a little bit lighter, which is perfect really for the start of a prep. Come back like fresh physically and mentally off the back of the deload, uh, off the back of the holiday and then ready to drop the hammer. No, but mate, your prep's so long, so you're not really dropping that Oh, I'm dropping that hammer hard. What, even from day one? From day one, you got to be aggressive from the start. Yeah, you, this is the difference. A natty prep's like, how many weeks is it to the first show? What's the prep going to be looking like for the first show? Have you know? I will check and tell you, mate. I can. Do you know a rough idea? Surely it's like... Yeah, it's 20, like 22 weeks, I think, from the first show. 22 weeks was my prep, like, last time. That was, like... I feel like in an yeah, in enhanced and natural preps, there's going to be a lot of similarities, but I definitely think like there's going to be a greater. Give yourself more time; it's never going to be a bad idea. So, twenty two weeks yeah, was have a look now. yeah, twenty two weeks was the, the the duration of my first prep. Um, from the from the pretty much from the get go to the start. Speaking of your first prep, what have we got down there? Speaking of my first prep, oh yeah, they can't really see. I think we should do a bit of an intro. Sorry guys, just had some technical issues. Um, we're still getting to grips with the new studio. We did say this. Uh, one of the cameras has just died and we didn't charge the cameras or Reese didn't charge the cameras because it's not my responsibility because this is one minute away from Reese's house and 40 minutes from where I live. So 
Anyway, hang about. We don't know if we got onto uh, it's awful. Finn hasn't charged his camera either. He just brought us back. Spake because the camera was here. So how am I going to charge it? Why didn't you take the camera home? Because I said there's no point taking them. And did you remind me, Alvarez? Can you charge cameras? No. Insane. But it's not our turn. That's awful. That's. I brought. Right. Anyway. Anyway, Morocco. You go to Morocco. You do need to. It was charged. I'm going to Morocco. Um, we don't know if this was in the other part. Well, it was definitely on one of the videos, so we should be fine. Um, so I'm going to Morocco. I'm going with Shannon. I'm going to see Hakimi and Ziyech and all them, and we've already said this, but obviously you might not have seen this. Um, Sam will edit it up for us, so shout out to Sam for making our life a lot easier. We appreciate you, mate. Um, and for listening to all the audio in the background, because the audio is still running while we're trying to walk around and sort out the camera. So, uh, yeah, I'm going on holiday. And then it's the week before um, prep, and then prep starts the day that I get back. So, yeah, I don't really need to go into that much more. Reese did ask me um, on the other part uh, about how long, or at least how long from the first show the prep is, so the start of prep is 22 weeks, mate. And you start prep on the 24th or the 21st? Uh, it is the 24th. 24th. So 24th, and then your first projected show is when? Back end of... Uh, August? Yeah, it's the 26th. Yeah. Back end of August, and then he'll do the, like, middle of, what, September. And then he won't qualify for finals, and then the prep will be done. And he'll realise, not actually going to stop. Better. Yeah, he does stop. stop. Well, to be fair, like, it's, it's quite funny. Like, my prep could be done by, like, May. Yeah, it won't be. Yeah, it won't It'll be. just go on. No, no, mate, mate. On and on and on. And I'll just be, like, dragging myself, and I'll be like, oh, God. Ten years down the line, still not that there. Yeah, be really bad and i'll just be like it happens yeah it does it happens to a lot of people it happens to a lot of people it happens. right anyway um finn actually last time he, he segued me perfectly to to show a few things that we brought as ornaments um or a, a bit of decoration but we didn't really find our place to put them so we have the pca overall sword we have and i, I said this again i feel like i don't want to use the same joke but uk the fba third place unfortunately this isn't mine this is this is finn's from his only ever show he did, which is, again, I think most people, I've said this before, like, people speak to us like we're seasoned compared season. But Finn's done one show, and that is it. And you were on stage for, like, five minutes. Couldn't help it, could I? It's COVID. Yeah, you could have carried on, though, mate. Could have carried, you could have easily, you went to five guys that night. What, what, where'd, where'd you go after you, when you found out? Red Dog Saloon, I think it's called. It's did not you get burger? Yeah, then we got food the following night. No. Mate, it was lockdown. Everywhere was closed. That's why we went out for food because we wouldn't have been able to go out yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. And then we also got the PCA again, first place. This is the class win, and uh, and this is I like this medal. This is a cool medal. And again, I'm class saying was it horrendous? I had a class class. To be fair, no, Connor was alright. The guy finished in the second. He was alright. He listens to the podcasts. How do I win that class? What if if I wasn't in there, yeah. or even if I was in there, I wasn't even you in there. No, Connor was alright. To be fair, yeah, I'm joking, Connor. I don't I don't remember. Yeah. But the other people weren't the, the best. I remember it being a pretty poor standard. I remember walking out and it was like, I think like Sanaya was like, oh my God, well done. And I was like, if I didn't win that, it would have been serious question. Like the class was, yeah. no, it wasn't even really a thing. We literally was like, right, how's the overall? Cause, and then Finn was like, there's a big dude and there's a, there's a good black dude who's like in real good shape. So yeah. And I got this. This was also a class win. Uh, this is awful. Whoever competes for the PCA, like... This is such a poor trophy, in my opinion. Like, I really, really think this is just incredibly, incredibly average. It looks bronze. It's chipped. Like, I remember just getting this and I was like, eh, eh, yeah. Apologies to anyone at PCA listening. Yeah, I'm sorry. 
And I actually, I do like the PCA. I like what they, they stand for. I like how they judge. Um, I like I like all about the PCA, but I'm just not a massive fan of their, their first place trophies. So I don't know if my audio is working. It is, mate. You're a bit of a hypochondriac when it comes to stuff like this. You worry a bit. You just talk to your mic. I know, but it's, I feel like it's quieter than yours, whereas last week it was the other way around. Oh, well, we should be okay. Hope everyone can hear me. We should be fine. We should be fine. And if not... It won't be much different, because you don't be sure that... Oh, stop swearing. Stop swearing. Sorry. So, yeah. So, yeah. You're going on holiday next week. You've got, what, a few more sessions. I'm currently uh, deloading. I say currently deloading. It's it's a rest day. It's Thursday. I usually have this as a rest day. So, I'm not technically deloading yet, but the deload has started. I've had four days worth of rest. And I planned this in at the start of prep. Like, I had this penciled in. And I put an Instagram post about it. I didn't really go into too much detail because it's always quite hard to like properly say it without sounding like not stuck up but i'm not a massive fan of plan d loads i really am not i don't like them that much in the vast majority of phases i think we've always been very much a case of like you just go i feel like if you feel really good are you just going to pull back no like you're going to carry on but i do think in a prep like granted it can definitely be swayed like a week forward a week advance but it's not like i'm 16 weeks out like if anything it, 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 fatigue's inevitable so in four or five weeks from now i'm probably going to be pretty smashed but it kind of makes sense to have a little bit of not foot off the gas because if anything like i'd argue the rate of loss is probably going to be more aggressive like less food more expenditure um like output etc everything's going to be in a sense pushed up so it's not going to be where fatigue's going to drop off directly based off the fact that i will probably pull off a good kilo or so maybe, maybe more like probably it wouldn't surprise me if it's like 1.5 to 2, 2 kilos within the next few days however at the same time, it's one of those where just based off training, joint, in, like just general information of training, uh, that'll drop off. So, yeah, currently one day into a four-day deload. Um, I'll probably assess next week when it comes to D-volume sessions for Monday and Tuesday session, um, and then potentially Wednesdays, just based off feel. And then it will be, as you said, mate, foot on the gas. It'll be foot on the gas one, then that'll be the last time dropping the hammer. Yeah. To be fair, though, the hammer's already been dropped. Like, uh, Sanaya, I was speaking to Sanaya, she was asking me about how much weight I've lost. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm about, like, 13 kilos down. She was like, how much is that? And I was like, 30 pounds in, like, six and a half, seven weeks. But I don't feel like that's that much because it's not. Relative to when you start off and you're not, I wasn't fat, but I really wasn't 118 kilos. I was, I was soft. I was, I was, I was off-season, but I wasn't stupidly fat. No, I was, I was in a good spot to start a prep, but you can be very responsive. Like, the first four to five kilos come off, like, instantaneous. And I also did go away. So, like, I class, I started my pullback at the 1st of Jan. So, technically, like, my prep began 1st of Jan. Got absolutely hammered for New Year's. Got absolutely hammered for New Year's. Woke up on uh, woke up on New Year's Day and I was like, New Year, new me. And then after that, your birthday. Your birth- uh, but that was before, mate. Nah, your birthday was before, but we went to Liverpool. Oh, and you got hammered in Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. So, basically, start a pullback, get hammered, go away, do 25,000 steps a day in Canada come back you're already a good couple of kilos down and then you actually think you know what now i'm gonna try now i'm actually gonna stick to my diet do soon enough i'm gonna actually have to start trying i don't know if i can do it put that one on first my audio is definitely quieter i'm gonna have to start talking like this mate you'll be fine and if not i'm pretty sure sam can probably auto correct afterwards okay that's okay you can do that yes you know what we're gonna do i'm gonna do this yeah i think we're on i think we're okay cool reese just closed the, the laptop so the audio stopped <laughs> um, so we're, we're back we're back on there sam you you've got your work cut out in this episode mate we do apologize um we'll right. reese has rambled on about his prep and where he is um so 
I'm not going to ramble on and, and tell you about Turbo Mark Prep because we kind of did that in the pilot episode when we explained who we are and what the crack is and, and everything like that. Um, this week, is there anything else to update people upon? And training? I mean, we trained with we trained at Rotherham on Monday and then we we filmed our first session with Sam. So that was for my YouTube channel. I think it might be out by the time this comes out, if it's next Monday. Depends how quick Sam's turnaround is. So it might be out. So if you obviously if you're watching this on YouTube, breeze fit, click on it. If you're watching this on Spotify, listen to it on Spotify, breeze fit. Um, yeah, we filmed we filmed legs, and then we're going to be also filming legs on Tuesday at, again. Hashtag Mecca. So it's basically we're doing the same video, but it'll be Finn's iteration. So we have enhanced leg day. Nat, which was natty, weak day. natty leg day, really weak. Spot. Where the exact session, the session is the exact same. And do you know what? I actually like this slightly different. I got a question. Wait for it. But I got a question regarding the differences between like training, like with someone who's naturally enhanced, and that'd be good for a very short clip. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea, would it? So yeah, we'll go into that in like the latter part of this. Uh, Always thinking about so, content. Yeah, wait, wait for it, guys. Just or you can maybe use the timestamps and skip ahead if you want. But don't. Yeah, if if, if Sam's done the timestamps, more work for Sam. Yeah, oh, but, for Sam. Yeah, but all of it, all of them that like everything's been pretty sound this week. Like. For me, like I said, training's good, feel goods. Um, the deload, like I said, was planned. If it was down to me personally, I probably would have pushed on for another week or two. Like I still feel really good in the gym. Um, general, it's not down to you personally. Is your coach told you to deload? No, more so. I told myself, like I, I at the start of the prep, I wrote rules of things to follow. I did the same last time, where like I have like a note section on my sheets, and it's like if rate of loss exceeds this, do not make changes. And I like just wrote myself a few rules so I like can look at them and go right don't be an idiot because you can get a bit you can almost sometimes think no no, no i'm gonna do this and you don't yeah. really think accurately so i set myself rules and it was like this prep you are not allowed to move other than like three days before or behind and i was like okay cool i'm sticking to it as i said this prep this deload in the prep so yeah so pretty much i just listened to my coach aka me and it kind of makes sense with how things are but yeah other than that training's good life's good um i think that's pretty much everything to be fair mate I think in regards, because we were speaking about it, the, like, the structuring of deloads. Yeah. Like, obviously we spoke about we're not really a huge fan of it, which I think, like, I just don't think it makes sense, really, in most settings. Like, even in a, I was going to say in an off-season setting, but even in a diet setting, like, unless it's a contest prep, I don't think it really makes sense. I like it within a contest prep because, especially with clients, you can outline this is when we're going to be looking at deloading. This is when we're going to be looking at diet breaking as well. So basically having a period of time where we can drop off some fatigue from training and also drop off some fatigue from the diet. Um, you can gather some data, like refeed data for the peak as well. Um, but I think like doing that in a gaining phase, I, I get why people do it. You don't believe in diet breaks and gaining phases. I can't eat my food for one. I have an appetite, appetite reset. Um, I, do, I do get why people do it because people like structure and I, I have some clients who say can we not have structured deloads i'd prefer to do it and i say yeah cool we can do that it's really not a problem if anything like it's you can't go too wrong with it if let's say you know the client quite well you know how hard they train you know their recovery capabilities maybe you run them for six weeks or eight weeks like probably it's going to be either of those two um you can't really go too wrong like you not if you don't exceed that, they're probably not going to get overreached and feel overly trashed. But where you can go wrong, and this happens a lot, is what do you do in week two when you get ill or when you get injured or when 
week six comes around and you feel incredible because week two and week three you were injured like and it's just that that's the only thing that i find difficult to to manage life's rarely ever perfect yeah like things happen like you can control everything festive periods but i I, I think the best thing to do really is try and plan your deloads around holidays and festive periods i always say to my clients like right you probably need a deload soon have you got anything coming up that you and want to take some days off for up and go, oh, yeah, I'm going away. In... Or they'll say, not really. And I'll go, right, plan something in there. Yeah. Like, go for a weekend away if you want with your, with your partner or whatever yeah. it may be. Like, I think people, like, I, I, I wouldn't want it to be where every, let's say, six weeks I have to deload. I'd always plan stuff around it, so it'd probably work out pretty fine. Yeah. But I wouldn't be, I just wouldn't really get on with that. How many times have you got like to week five, week six in a mezzo and been like, I'm really firing now? Like, I feel mid, probably about week nine or week 10 for us. Yeah. Maybe sometimes earlier we feel pretty trashed. Yeah. Like, I'm week nine now. But again, this is a perfect example. I'm in week nine of a mezzo now. I would have taken a deload probably this week or last week because I feel pretty trashed. My joints are a bit sore. My right elbow is really sore. My right pec slash delt is sore. I feel a bit more lethargic. I'm yawning a bit more in the day and in the sessions. Like, I need to take a deload. But I go on holiday next week. So why why on earth would I take a deload now and then go, oh, shit, now I'm in Morocco and I've got to train out of a relatively poor hotel gym like where my training is not going to be the same level. And also, it's nice to just be able to not worry about training on holiday. Like, yeah. Why would I take a deload before? So, again, that's sort of what I think. And ultimately, I, I know that people are relatively flexible with it and you can go, oh, we'll just move it back a week, move it forward a week. So I do get that. But I think in a prep it works out really well because people can have almost like a timeline and break it down and go, right, by here, we're aiming to pull off X amount. This might be your first, like for you, the the first big stint of fat loss, really. 13 kilos, that's your your big stint of fat loss all done. Cool. Deload. Not really diet break, but no. obviously you're probably, like yeah, like I say, you'll, you'll lose more, but you're going to be dropping off a decent amount of fatigue yeah. over this next, what, few days. Yeah. But you could have a diet break. We said, like, yeah, we don't... It's, it's one of them. Like, we, we actually spoke about this. And, like, this is probably another little segue onto, like, diet breaks and, like, the benefit of them. But, again, it's it really depends on the situation. Like, for where I'm at currently, there definitely could be some benefit. But it's not essential. Like, my training performance isn't suffering. I'm not feeling, let's say, like, my sleep quality where I'm, like, oh, I'm just really battered. I'm feeling horrendous. My joints are battered. Like, my, my performance is mostly going to be performance-orientated where, like, I'm just suffering. And at this point, like training's really good, and my rate of loss is it has been pretty aggressive out the gate, but I feel still pretty good. So it's like, well, I'll see how the next, like, say four days go when it comes to fatigue, dropping that off. And if anything, I'm looking at it and as a way to, I can leverage potentially a bit of fatigue drop off and also body fat, like let's say to pull off. And then if anything, if that puts me ahead, because I'm probably am a fair bit ahead of where I need to be relative to my back isn't. I mean to say that. But I'm definitely ahead of where I need to be at this point. And I almost think, well, at the end of the day, like getting leaner earlier isn't probably going to be a bad idea. So if anything, like there will definitely be, I don't think diet breaks for, for me personally, especially considering how things are, I'll most likely to be, I say diet break, like whatever you want to class a diet break. It's like, I'll have probably back-to-back refeed days. And that will probably be maybe implemented within the next, let's say if I'm nine weeks out this weekend, it might be in the next three weeks. It might be where I'm six weeks out and I go, right, cool. I'm going to have two days worth of 600 grams of carbs and just see how my physique responds, see how training is, see how I feel in general. And if anything, that'll be a a way that I can still be in the gym, but I can leverage some fatigue drop off and also some performance accrual in 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 a positive sort of standpoint through the implementation of 
few days worth of hard carbs now in this position i could probably say you know what what i could do is i could do maybe just instead of doing rest day cardio i could just do maybe baseline cardio i could do maybe a little bit less i could potentially push my calories up to in between training and non-training days and i could have that as a bit of a, of a diet break because a diet break is not going to be a, a surplus calories so it's just going to be ideally maintenance point maintain body weight but at the same time with where things are for me i think oh it's, it really depends but again i think if you were to say to me no bro diet break diet break it would be like okay maybe but then i've also only been dieting for seven weeks yeah. so is the duration you know needed i think a diet break is beneficial when you're sort of and the thing is you are on track but when you're almost like right on track or you're even ahead yeah and if the, if the diet is quite long as well like you're not idle that's what I mean. you don't yeah. really need yeah. one i think it's duration i've had yeah. seven weeks into a diet you like, if you were doing let's say like a 30 week prep or even yeah. a 20 to 26 week prep yeah you're probably going to look at maybe one to two diet breaks along the way yeah. maybe one after a first big stint and then maybe one after like a maybe a slightly longer stint but a slower stint yeah um but again, like that first one, if you're behind, you're not having it. No. Like, as simple as that. Like, obviously, you're not behind, but I know you said to me the other day, like, oh, maybe I should have, like, should I have a refeed? And I know you weren't, like, I'd hear a refeed, but right. it was like, you, you could, but it's like, you don't need to. Like, you look good, your training's going well. I only said that in the sense of if body weight was to drop off. Like, I said, I was like, yeah. I'll potentially throw a refeed in if body weight is still, because it's been floating between, like, it was three kilos a week for, like, three weeks and i was like okay nine kilos down place fits quite a lot and then it dropped off to like a kilo and i was like right i want to add a little bit higher but if i make a change and my body weight's been really responsive and if i make a change and that goes back up to three kilos and i'm 101 102 kilos where i'll probably be very high 90s slash probably 100 kilos maybe 101 stage there's going to be no that's not going to be beneficial at let's say eight weeks out like to only be able to be like oh i need to pull off three or four pounds so that would be when a refeed or a diet break would be would be needed just to kind of bump up and uh, and boost things up. But again, that's going to be probably warranted off training and, and, and how you feel. So if anything, like, and again, you don't know till you get to that point. But yeah, I do agree. I definitely think like the duration of phase and then also like a, a balancing act of how things are going to be in general when it comes to calories, fatigue, training and all that sort of stuff. And you can only really, and this is the thing, you can plan it. But you have to still be responsive. Like you still have to go off the the feeling. And as Finn said, like if you're behind, no matter what you've planned, if you've got to pull off body fat, you've got to pull off body fat. Times like uh, last or the year, not last year, the year before for me, like my first prep. We spoke about this before, but it was very much a case where I actually looked through my log. I haven't spoke about this. I looked through my log a couple of days back, and I said to the scenario I was around, I was like, this was a really well handled prep up until about seven weeks out. And it was like, because I looked through everything, 22 weeks, and I was like looking through all the decisions I made because I had everything drafted up and everything was like really, really good. And I was like, okay, maybe I could have been a bit more aggressive here. Like there was a bit where I stayed like 103, 104 kilos for like four weeks, but I was getting better. I was, I have photos of that. Yeah, but that was the issue. Yeah, no. That was the time where you should have been more aggressive. Yeah, but it was more so my front was getting a little bit more conditioned, a little bit more conditioned, a little bit more conditioned. And I remember getting to like seven weeks out and it was like, mate, from that point, it was hilarious. Every three days, it was like food drop trade day, food drop, not trade day, cardio, steps up, uh, like cled up. <laughs> it was literally just like hell for leather. What could we change to, to increase rates of loss? And I think I went from like 101 kilos. I was 101 kilos like 1st of August. And I think by like September 15th, I was like 92. 
So I pulled off eight kilos, nine kilos within like a, like five weeks. I needed to do that two months earlier. Yeah, and the thing is, is because it was very challenging to assess from a composition perspective from my front, like my front, I'd be like, okay, cool. And in the back of my head, we both were like, oh, well, the back will eventually get in. The front sounds, and like the back will eventually get in. And then another two kilos come off, and it's like, yeah, yeah, the back will eventually get in. And then another kilo comes off, and it's like, maybe the back won't come. Maybe the back's not going to come in. Yeah. And I remember, again, we spoke about this before on the podcast, where it was, we were in warehouse, um, lock, changing room. And I was going through some poses, the locker room. The locker room. The locker room. The locker room. I was in, we were in warehouse, uh, the, the changing room. And I remember like, it back and lock. And I did some posing and Finn just looks at me and he's like, you have to push pretty hard. And I was like, I know. Because my front was out, but we weren't even looking at my front. It was like, turn around, let's have a look. And you like grabbed me and you were like, yeah, what's, where's your food at? And you were like, and I was, I told him, Finn was like, you go drop it. I'm like, I was like, yeah, there's a bit of room. Yeah, there's a bit of room. And we were both like, okay, let's go do more. And we were like, right, two kilos or kilo and a half a week. And it was, it was planned it. I was going to just plan it out. Yeah, and then by like two weeks out, I was ready. I was fine. That's what but, we spoke about before, though, is like... I embraced it, and I was like, right, let's go. And for other people, you do that, and they go, oh, but, oh, but... And it's like, there is no oh, but. Like, do you yeah. want to be in shape or not? Do you want to be the best you can be? Do you want to win or not? Like, that's the only real, yeah, but. Like, there isn't a excuse or a, a question or, like, ultimately, you do what you've got to do, and, like... Obviously, within reason of being healthy, like especially me being natural and being so healthy. But mate, you told me to take like ten clubs, ten clubs, clubs, ten clubs of ten. Ten friend, Clen, bro. So you told me, you told me to say like, how much Clen have you got? I just take the whole pack, take it all. And I was like, okay, what about thyroid T three? And you were like, honestly, bro, just as much as you can afford, as much as you can afford. I was like, okay, sound, I got you. But no, I think we've said it before. Like you'll say to a client, we're going to take away. 50 calves or we're going to take away a bagel and mm. they'll message you back and like oh like oh and i'm really, really i'm gutted about it. Like, it's like fair enough like they're just obviously food focused and, yeah and they want the food but like like we've said we're always like yeah yeah so i like it let's crack on i, I, I wake yeah. up excited like i remember like yeah. whenever aj would make a change I, I was never going oh like i don't remember ever thinking no i remember thinking oh mid like yeah. i'm gonna get leaner no yeah, yeah. i literally so, i don't think i ever thought no. Oh, what about food? Like, even when he was giving me a refeed, I don't remember. I probably did, but I don't remember ever being like, oh, amazing. Yeah. I just remember being like, oh, cool, a refeed. Yeah. I remember AJ saying about a burger, you know, a few weeks to, like, see how you would look. Yeah. Like, this was a... Pretty sure I was... I said, yeah, no, no. And you were like, I don't really want a burger. Like, I'd prefer just to have more of my food if I'm out. Like, I don't really fancy that. And, like, it's going to throw my digestion off most people, mate. You say, unfortunately, you say, I want a burger, mate. Two, three weeks out, they're going to be like, oh my God, yeah, bro, I really need that burger. To be fair, that is something that we, I'm not saying you should do that because I don't think it is a good idea, but I do think that's something that we're a little bit too anal about and that we could be more relaxed about. Like, you know, when Josh came on the podcast and he was yeah. like, oh, I went to, to Wagamama the night before a show and it's yeah. the best I ever looked. I wish that I could be like that. And I think in the future, I probably could. Yes, yeah, I competed a lot. Yeah. I reckon I reckon we'll probably ease up because I, I would listen to a podcast when I was away last week in Somerset. And uh, I think it was Guy Gnacistanino, and he was saying, like, in the build-up to one of his shows, every night for the week, he, like, went to sushi with Jay Cutler, and he'd be looking better and better, and his coach was like, wow, this is good. And I, like, think to myself, these guys are, like, Olympia level, or, like, Arnold level, and, like, I, I you would never catch me in a sushi place. Even if I had refeeds at a sushi place, in the peak week of a show, I'd just be like, oh, no, I'll just have more food of what I know I can digest, you know? I remember, mate, last year and the year before, we were, how anal were we about, like, cereal and the build-up? You were like, have you checked the fibre in that cereal? 
And I was like, oh yeah, I haven't even checked. So I made sure the Fiverr content was the same because I was like, yeah. And that was pretty much in the, the, the build up to, I think it was one of the shows. It might have been the finals. And it was where like, I was literally thinking, I like titrated my carbs up every day. And it got to like, I was having six meals of like seven, 800 carbs. And it was like so much, six meals, 700 carbs, 700 carbs, six times a day. God, I was so full. Uh, no, six meals split, well, seven, six to seven, 800 carbs split up between six meals. And uh, and I was having cereal. carbs a day. Yeah, <laughs> 200 carbs. So I was having like, I was having cereal because it was easy uh, for like one or two of my meals. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll get like the special K oats and honey. I really like that in my off season. Like I knew it digested well in my off season. But the fiber content, because I was only having like Frosties post-workout, I was having like a poverty amount of Frosties. The fiber content was different and Finn was like, oh yeah, look at the fiber. And like that is cereal. It would have digested yeah, relatively fine. It would have been absolutely yeah. fine. But I think you almost want to have the mindset of like no stones unturned. 100%. Imagine if you'd have had that or, or had something that you maybe not had before yeah. and your stomach fell off and then you were a bit ill for a bit. I was trying to, I was trying to have pasta. In the whole deep week, I was like, oh yeah, I just doubled up my pasta. Oh, I'm on a refeed. Oh, double my carbs. Okay, I'll just double my pasta for every meal. Um, but yeah, like, I think it's, 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 you got to weigh it up. It's the pros versus the cons. Is it really worth the risk? Like, yeah. not really, is it? Like, if you know for a fact that frosties are digesting well, bagels are digesting well, cream of rice, yeah. just have more of those. Don't risk changing something especially close to the show like that was pretty close to the show as well right, it, was it wasn't awesome. like what was it it was like a day out with me it was like the last like four or five days yeah, it was in builders it wasn't like a day out when no. it was close but you could have easily like not maybe got ill but you never know it depends like some people well mate no when you're out for a different when you're lean and you're you're that lean you can have just one bit of different food and it can throw your stomach off completely like it can massively massively affect you like i remember the day after um i was really moderate but i had a burrito for lunch and like the spices of that burrito, yeah. we, we when we went for lunch, yeah, you went after we went to tortilla yeah. in the day, and I was like, go to tortilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a tortilla, and like my stomach was like not extended, but I could just tell it wasn't sat like yeah. well, normally. Like yeah. if we that feeling of yeah. being bloated, yeah, for months. No, no, no. And it was like it was it was really strange because like for example, I wasn't bloated, but if I had stepped on stage, you would have gone. What's up with your midsection? Like it would have just been a little bit more, not inflamed, but it just wouldn't have been as tight. And again, that's what happens just probably from the spices and the actual digestive stress that different foods can play. So again, like for Josh, he can go away, have a meal, and it'll be like, oh yeah, it's an enjoyable, nice meal. But I think we're a little bit anal regarding that. But it's something we'll probably ease up upon. Like, it's, I think it's one of them, you know. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that if no. you're, if you know for a fact as well. Like, but again, the thing is, that, I don't know, I just wouldn't want to risk it. Yeah. But each their own. And obviously Josh... Like I say, he knows what he's doing. He's competed loads of times. Yeah. He looks very good. I do think it is more so the psychology of it. Like, we would be absolutely fine. 99% of the time, everybody would be absolutely fine. But it just is that kind of like, mm, there's that extra bit of a risk there. Yeah. Where if you didn't do it, you'd, it is that kind of no stones unturned. I know I've done everything that I needed to do as sort of well as I possibly could. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little bit. Should we quickly, just because I thought, I don't think we mentioned it. Did we go through the actual difference between a diet break and a refeed? Um, well, I don't. You can go through if you want me. So, or did we? Have we got a question similar to that? Uh, I don't know, but we could we could speak about it. This could almost be a like a separate part because we've actually spoke about this quite well. So yeah. yeah. So, mate, what is a refeed? I don't know, do you know? Yeah. I think it's thought you'd know that. Refeed, re 
more food. Yeah, just double up your food. Yeah, double up your food. Uh, do the Tom Haynes double up protocol. Yeah, so that, that, that just eat everything. Uh, no, no, it's double up everything, but not oh, double, double up everything. everything. Yeah, double up everything. Everything you're doing, double it up. Uh, but no, right, refeed, pretty simple. I do know, uh, really, guys. Yeah, Matt, can I explain? Do you want to explain? Yeah, I can explain. Yeah, but uh, whatever. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So refeeding diet break, let's just wrap it through simply. Wrap it. If we're wrap it. yeah, we yeah, can make this a real. Yeah, no, let's just do that, and we can and we can say to Sam, make this a real. This feel like should be a good real. So refeed, mate. Let's go through it. What's a, what's a refeed? So generally, a refeed. How I would prefer to do it would be two days back to back. You could where would you place them? Day. Where would you place them, mate? Would you place them on week body part days? Days I struggling. Place them before. What, so on a rest day, potentially? Potentially on a rest day. Like, yeah, you have, I, like a leg like, day the following day. I quite like an approach. I've had it with a fair few clients. had it with Comran. Um, I ran this with Comran. So I had like refeed, rest day, then training day, refeed. So it was like two days back to back. First one was a, yeah. on a rest day. And that's just to soak up the food. And then the other one, the, the following day, was a training day. Soak up. And that was to kind of, no, keep the, the say, glycogen stores topped up while he's training. Soak up. Yeah, soak them up. And then also, if we think about how we program usually, it won't just be one individual session. So there'll probably be a session the following day and then maybe the day after where they go back to baseline food, but they're still riding off the benefit of the, the two days worth of higher kind of glycogen load. Yeah, I would generally do two days back to back prior to your weaker areas. So exactly like we said, let's say you're doing like a legs push pull kind of split. Legs push pull, rest, lower upper rest. If you had them on, let's say, let's say you start on a Monday. If you had a Sunday and a Monday, then you've got a good amount of food on that rest day and it can often be quite enjoyable as well. Yeah. And then on the Monday as well, you've got a good amount of food and that's going to then carry over through those other days. And the thing is as well, like, it does carry on for yeah, almost like the majority yeah. of the week. I find this something, like, like the amount of times I'll give a client a refeed. They think they'll, that they've used they'll, yeah, day. Like one day's worth of training or just one day of living. Need that week. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, no, like carbohydrates will last. Like you're going to get a positive uptake in performance, cardio, stress, like cardio ability. Um, you're going to have stress drop off, not only on that day, but like the following day and probably the day after. It really depends on how hard you train, how much, let's say, how much glycogen you're actually loaded through, let's say, carbohydrates. And, and all that sort of stuff and the general demands and where fatigue's at. But yeah, you can, let's say, have a, and let's say if you would have a refeed Monday, Tuesday, you're probably going to get a benefit still back into the week, like come Friday, unless you are absolutely skinned and you just burn through it. But even then, yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, you still are. You're still going to get some benefit, even just from the stress drop off alone. Unless you know a lot of muscle. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we're not, no chance that Sam's making this into a real life. No, a question. Right. So, train day, non train day, what would you, where would you, would you have a variant? So, non train day? Let's say refeed, so you're having back-to-back days. First training day, first or oh, rest day, then a non-training. Would I have them different? Others? Yeah, like, you know, would you would you go for a different approach? Because I would personally say, obviously, I'd want to prioritize the workout window on the training day, so more carbs pre and post, and then on a rest day, I'd probably maybe keep the same first meal, maybe same last meal, but maybe you could kind of push that up, maybe have slightly higher fats, so soak it up to an even greater extent. I would probably, just to make it simple for the client, I would have them on the same macros, but instead of having, because obviously your pre and your post and even an intra yeah. is going to be quite high carb. So I would, instead of having that amount of food in a small window where you're not training, which would feel pretty awful if you're having like 500 carbs in the space of six hours without training in between. Imagine two meals, but like 250 carb each. Just that in between. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't move. But I'd probably on the rest day, I would say spread the carbs out and yeah. and backload them as well. So like, let's say you had, let's say you had a 600 gram carb refeed day. Um, if it was a training day, I might have them have 200 pre, 200 post. 50 intra and then they've got 50 through the rest of the day which might sound mental to most people but 
towards the end of a prep, like your only carb meals are your pre and your post. Yeah. And sometimes even then it's like they're quite low. Like if they need to, that's where you need to get to. Um, so if you were to go and massively increase those and still have relatively low carb throughout the rest of the day, like your performance is going to go through the roof just from having 200 carbs in your pre rather than 80 or 50 or whatever it may be. But then on a rest day, let's say you've got 600 carbs, I'd probably say, again, have your normal meal one, which is probably going to be zero carb. And then maybe have instead of meal two and meal three being zero carb on a rest day, and maybe let's say you're on 150, 200 carb on a rest day and you backload it into meal two and into the final two meals, maybe load it across four meals, but still backload it. So you might have 100 in meal two, 100 in meal three, and then 200 in meal four, 200 in meal five, something like that, as long as digestion's okay. Um, But I think as well, I wouldn't even really overcomplicate that too much like no. and i think as well a lot of the time i would have clients on back-to-back repeat days on training days as well yeah. i think it works nicely with the rest day um but yeah this again this kind of conversation just shows how diverse it can be like there is no oh, a refeed or oh, it means yeah it has to be exactly two days and we have we have covered it in two days but it could be more i wouldn't really do less i would just generally say that's a high day yeah. um which we could include into this topic um but yeah you could have three days like, I mean, you could have four days, but then it just comes to like, okay, you yeah, it's just having high days now. But, uh, but yeah, like I think you could you could push it to three days, mate. Four days? Could you say I'm carb cycling that? Yeah, I, I mean, we'll die if you go to seven days. You know, Sly last prep, she goes, Reese, what's carb cycling? All of um, you know, Dan Wellburn, all of Dan Wellburn's clients carb cycling. Like, never, you're and I just I said to her, what's your carbs on training day? And she, she told me, and I was like, what's your carbs on non training day? And she told me like your carb cycling. And she was like. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, oh, it'll, yeah, no. So yeah, oh, okay, fair enough. And I remember saying like the only difference would be maybe you'd have a third like approach. You'd have like train day lower. You'd have a bit more. You'd have train day yeah. push more. Well, we've had it loads of times where you'll have like a low day, a moderate day, and a high day. Yeah. And like often your low days will be your rest days, yeah. and maybe your less demanding training days. Yeah. For some clients, they might have like a let's say a push and arm day. And if their push and arms are quite a strong body part, body part, you might have them on relatively low food on that day. Yeah. And then their moderate days might be, let's say, their pull days, but then their legs are really weak, so they might be their higher days. Yeah. Um, and that's even without, that's not even a refeed approach or a diet break approach or anything like that. That just might be how the days look towards the end of a prep. Okay, we still need to pull off body fat and we still need to keep performance as high as possible through your weak areas so that they don't flatten out too much and you don't lose performance too much. That's kind of the approach that we'd use. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, we could talk about this all day long. Like, it's hard to put it into like a five, 10 minute clip of like, yeah. this is what you should do on a refeed. There is no like, right, refeed, so let's tick it off. That's fine. Right. There's no, this is exactly what you should do. Diet break, I would say, is a week or two weeks yeah. of a very similar kind of thing. But I'd say a minimum of five days, but I, I don't, I'd argue as well. Like, you, you could do a diet break of like four days, but like, I'd say a week, around a week would be, would be sound. I think two weeks, again, it's really depending on how long the prep is going to be. Like, a two, two weeks, week, yeah. And I'd argue in that two weeks, like, you could actually be, in a sense, diet breaking, but you could actually be in a very, very slight deficit where you just slow down the rate of loss. For, for clients who have a lot of fat to lose, so forget contest prep, but for, like, overweight clients, yeah, yeah. I'll have, like, multiple, two to four weeks of a diet break yeah. times. Yeah. So let's say it's a client who's got, like, legitimately... Okay, we need to try and pull off like 100 to 150 pounds, yeah. maybe more for potentially. Then there's no chance you're going to do that in one go. You might break it into stints of 30 to 50 pounds. You know, the, fir- the first stint will be a lot easier than the second, and the second will be easier than the third, and so on and so forth. But 
generally then I'll say like, right, two weeks, we're going to have a diet break here. Um, if it's around their birthday or even around Christmas, like, oh, fine. So I'll say, right, we have a diet break around Christmas. That doesn't mean eat everything in sight over Christmas, but it means like it gives you a bit. The world cut the puck up in December and Christmas. It was just like everything. Yeah, everyone was just like, ah, that's it. Diet out the window. Come back, check in 1st of January and they're like 18 kilos up. And you're like, yeah, sick, bro. Don't even know why. I don't even know why. I thought they're stuck stuck on parsley, mate. I I mean, I didn't track anything, but I don't know why I put on that much weight. Yeah, it's weird. It's strange. Really strange. I mean, yeah. But yeah, diet break would generally be, let's say, like a week. And also over that week, like we said, like you you would probably pull up to maintenance. You wouldn't really go into a surplus. Um, The goal isn't to reach like peak fullness. Um, Whereas with a refeed, like that's not necessarily the goal, but you're trying to assess how you look when you're fuller and assess your carbohydrate sort of tolerance. Um, So you can be like, okay, what can we use when it comes to a a peak week? Um, So you would generally push food a little bit harder in a refeed because it's a short period of time um, and you're looking for a fuller look. And ultimately as well, you are probably looking to gain a little bit of body weight over a refeed. You won't always, actually, uh, often you don't because you drop off a huge amount of fatigue and you feel so much better and you perform so much better that you actually lose weight over a refeed. You actually notice that quite a lot. And also, you'll probably move a bit more as well. Yeah, it's one thing, like, the more the increase, the more that you spend. Yeah, like, you would just literally, you're probably get, getting up out of a chair, you'll have a little bit more of a, like, a spring in your step. Oh, it's like, I remember when I started having my refeeds, it's like, you, you do have more about you. You train oh, better. 100%. You're happier you, to go you, on your Do your cardio and you're like, I, I remember when I was like in my teens, I used to be like, you know what we used to do diet-wise where it'd be like, no food and you have an off-plan meal. And the following day doing my cardio, I'd be like, oh my God, I feel like a new guy. My, my legs feel so fresh. Like, it feels good. How you uh, interact with people. Yeah. Like, obviously, I, th- I think for us, especially, I know that we were both like, at times in, in the prep, we were both very like monotone, but I guarantee if we were to look back and go assess it, if we were to watch ourselves yeah. and uh, see how we looked after four weeks of digging with no refeed versus after a refeed, yeah. even though we probably didn't at the time realise we were a little bit more outgoing and we actually had a bit more about us, I guarantee we did. Like, I remember for a fact that I was more myself with Shannon when I'd had more food. Obviously. 100%. Like, 100%. But that, what people don't realise is that's why you're losing weight over the refeed. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I ate more and I lost weight. And yeah, because you're expending more and you've dropped a huge amount of fatigue because, you know, when you have, let's say, for weeks and weeks on end, across the entire week, you maybe have a thousand carbs yeah. and then you have it in two days, your body's like, oh, like, almost like, thank fuck for that. Thank, thank God for that. Yeah. Can you say God? Yeah. Thank Jesus Christ for that? Yeah, thank Jesus of Nazareth. Can you say that? No, I don't know. Thank you. Thank, thank some, um, some, some, I was going to ask because they said made up. Should not say that. <laughs> Should not say that. No, Jesus and Nazareth. I don't know if that's made up. Jesus is real. Jesus is real. God is real. Whoever God and whatever God you enjoy in life. To be fair, each their own. We are both atheist. No, I'm a theist. Atheist. That means you know what that means. Atheist, theist. A theist, theist. A theist, atheist. Yeah, atheist, theist. That's actually a thing. A term. I remember I listened to it on a podcast. Basically, it's you're an atheist because you don't know that there is something there, but you actually think there is something. So I, I do believe there is something higher than us, but I don't know what it is. So I don't believe in anything. Does that make sense? Do you believe... I'm not like... Do you believe after this is like an afterlife? I think there's more to it, but I, I think we die and we're just in a... In a like, we're just in the flow of the ground. Or the buried. No, I, I hope that's not the case. Yeah, because you're scared. Yeah, yeah but... Mad. Yeah. That means, mate, you better start living now, brother. I am living now. Look at me, I'm doing a pod. Um, let's start living now, brother. You know, when I, when I, uh, if I brutally watched my granddad die, it wasn't brutal, he was just dying. 
Um, brutal? Which, I don't know about this. It wasn't brutal. I just said it wasn't brutal. I was joking. Sorry, this isn't something to joke. So basically, my granddad, my granddad was old and he died. Um, and we were all there to see him die, which was really nice. Doesn't sound nice, but it was. It's really nice to watch my granddad. No, but it is. Honestly, mate, it's weird. Yeah, we were like my grandma. My mum saw my grandma die, uh, and I wasn't there. And she said it was really peaceful. Like it was almost like, ah, oh, this is the end of, yeah, like it's weird. Yeah, but like very all because he was like clinging on yeah. so long. There was nothing there. He was just like you, you talked to him. He did. Yeah, the rest was the same. Yeah, my grandma was the same. It's like. You're almost like just dying already. Like, honestly, mate. Just go. It's so weird. Dad, mate, but his, his wife, so my grandma, is literally going, honestly, just die. It's okay. Like, weird. She's like, just go. It's fine. We're all here. Like, yeah. it's quite sad. Sorry to anyone listening who's maybe gone through something similar. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I was like quite young. I think I was about 16. Um, but when he died, like, it's literally like you saw his soul from out of his body. Yeah. And I, it's like, that, what does it, what, where does that go? Like, yeah. Because it was yeah. literally like, oh, he's, he's still alive, and he was hardly even breathing. It wasn't like, oh, he's alive because he's moving. He was barely even moving. But when he died, you knew. And it wasn't even like, you know, like the people say, the last breath, like really loud, no. and it's like, I think it's like it cracks or croaky or whatever. I don't really know. It wasn't even like that. It was just like you saw like something get pulled out of you. It was like... And then it was it. Yeah, it's, like, it's literally like you saw something. It was really weird. But I think it's been shown that like that energy, you can't, like, that energy that, that is it present, means, yeah, it remains. So... Like I've, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but like I've told you about when I looked over at the boxes on the day that I was leaving for uni, and I saw my, like someone naked, like the same size as my grandma, picking up a box. I thought it was my mum, and I was like, oh, it's not again. I'm not going to go into context there because it's probably hard to explain in a short clip. But yeah, I think there's definitely some things out there. Anyway, wait, how the hell have we managed to get on this? Rolling back, rolling back. So we covered refeeds. Uh, we touched upon well we didn't touch upon high days we can so, but we can go through it and high days are very similar in the sense of a refeed they're not they can be back to back but that would probably be a refeed might just be one day uh, high days you could potentially look at let's say just days that are suffering from performance mm-hmm. and you could probably split them up so let's say you've got a men's physique athlete and you train and push twice you could literally say right you don't push Friday push Monday High days and volume on those days. days or the day before. You could do it the day before. You could do it on the day. I personally think, especially when it comes to like glycogen, if you have like 200 grams of carbs pre-workout, you might train a bit better, but you're not. Those carbs aren't going to be readily available just for that session. They're not going to be taken in uh, such a, sh- a quick. The day to time generally makes sense. Yeah. The thing is as well, psychologically, if you have them the day before, you're kind of having them for two days. Yeah. Like like obviously we kind of said it earlier. But... And you'll be eager. You'll be like, I can't wait to train. Yeah. If you if you have them. On the day of a weaker body part day, let's say, you're then thinking, oh, cool, I'm having them for this weaker body part day. Or even if you have them for a stronger body part day, you think the same thing. And again, it's just a nicer day because it's more food. But then the, you, physiologically, you get the benefit more so on the next day. Yeah. Psychologically, you get the benefit more so on the day. Yeah, it's like the benefit of like in an off season, like having an off plan meal the day before like a big training session. Like usually through Friday. Yeah, no, but genuinely, like usually, like the, I actually have this in for plenty of clients where I'll say, right, off plan meal. You can have it whatever day you want, but I was I, I was like, if something pops up over the week, yeah, cool, go for it. That's fine. Don't worry. However, if we let's say if it is a men's physique individual and they want to bring up their pushing musculature, cool, let's have it the day before final meal uh, of like a push and arm day. And usually you notice they get a better pump. They they train they train well. Uh, they also as well as long as they're not eating it too close to bed. Just that kind of. Uh, again, for most people, they'll be having it maybe instead of one or two meals. They'll probably eat a little bit earlier. They're not going to have a meal after that, and they get real good sleep quality because they've not had too late. But they've also had a good meal. They've had a nice, relaxing evening. And therefore, if their sleep quality is up and they've digested the food well, it's probably going to result in yeah. training better. With that is, 
you can't account for people just going mental. Yeah, I always say like, just don't. I, I don't know. It's don't be an idiot. Ben, is that? Ben, yeah. Not I always say to people like the nicest way possible. Ben, I literally say just don't be a bellend. Like I say, don't be an idiot because I'm I'm not rude. Yeah, my test is too high. I just can't hold back. Like, thinking about bellend. Yeah. God no, not about that, man. Just too aggressive. Right. Uh, about bellend. I just aggressive when I think about it. Just don't be an idiot. Like. Yeah. You know if you're being an idiot. Yeah. If you're eating to the point where you feel sick and then you keep eating and then you keep eating, like, that's when you're going to gain three kilos and feel awful for three days. Like, if you eat a decent amount of food, let's say, you know, you've you've got, even if it's somebody who's not got a lot of calories to play with, let's say you've got 2,000 calories to play with and you save two or even three of your meals and you just switch them to protein serving. So you save maybe 1,000 calories, let's say. Even if you saved 800 calories, you can easily have an off-plan meal. Yeah, but you just need to be smart. Like you know, you can't just go, "Oh yeah, off-plan meal." That means Domino's, two sides, Ben and Jerry's cookies as well. No, it's an cookie meal. cookie dealer when you get home. Yeah, that's what it is as well. That has to be. A that's cookie. not an off-plan meal. That's the cookie dealer definitely died. But that's just, I'm not seeing many people eat them anymore. It's because it's not show season. Yeah. It's only they're 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 very popular throughout. When was when I was in Canada, the the dude at the desk of that uh, Pure Muscle and Fitness gym was selling like cookie dealer cookies, and they weren't cookie dealers. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, when I prepped last year, I had loads of these. And like, he looked at me and I just went, yeah, I bet you did. And he was like, <laughs> and he like, and then like, Salaya was like, you were so rude. I'm like, yeah, because it's like such a generic, like, yeah. I had loads of these. It's like, mate, did you actually, think that did you even enjoy that? Thorburn, to be fair, like, shout out to Thorburn. He did make me laugh when he said this. Uh, we were at the WMBF show and they obviously had, the cookie dealer were there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, have you ever had one? No. No. somebody was uh, having one um, and I said to Thorburn I said have you ever had one of them and he went no I've not got a fucking eating disorder <laughs> and I was like yeah I've never had one either yeah. Um, so yeah I mean sorry to anybody who uh, who is uh, a cookie dealer lover merchant yeah there's a lot out there but to be fair like, I'm sure they are very nice and I don't know I'm not saying like, you can't have them like literally do whatever you want um, but I do find it like it is weird surely that is edging on eating disorder I, it's like a post show I have to have a cookie like, I think no I genuinely I, I think mate I think a lot of people like bodybuilding and bodybuilding and does promote yeah it doesn't pro- I think well, it is almost it like it, does. it literally comes with a prep like you're going to be from a physiological standpoint and psychologically um, you're gonna like you're going to be you're going to be skewed towards eating a lot of food that's normal how ghrelin leptin levels work a post show you're going to be incredibly incredibly hungry but at the same time, you need to maintain that control. And we've said before, like, post show for both of us. Like, I remember both, like, people coming up to us going, wow, like, you're still in really good condition. You've held it, like, you haven't blown up. And it's like, well, we have responsibility as, as coaches. And, like, in a sense, not as, like, influencers, but for, like, for public... No, but for, like, people that people, like, follow. Imagine if we were the sort of people to, like, just finish a prep and balloon up by, like, 30, 40 pounds and be like, oh, yeah, I didn't handle my post show when I'm dieting after two or three months, like... That's not going to be a good look from a business standpoint. And then also it's not going to be good from like a, a physical standpoint. Now, a lot of people talk about the stress of a prep. Probably what's more stressful is then just eating 10,000 calories back-to-back days. Like for, literally just continuing. And genuinely, it's easily, easily. It is easily. Yeah. You have to have self-control. Like I said, yeah. the, the main thing that, that actually prevented me from doing that was that it's like I've got a reputation to hold up to. Like I almost, for me, just knew i I'd been there before. So I already knew. Yeah. So no matter what I've had, whatever, whatever I eat, like you could have put anything in front of me after I finished prep. I'm not going to be satisfied. That's true. But also, I think for, like if if 
yeah, I mean, you can't really weigh it up. I was going to say, if you were to weigh it up, which, like, reason did you not overeat more? I do think, like... I also think I don't like the way I feel. Yeah. Like, I hate the way the, my stomach, there is nothing worse. Like, you'll never see me eat, like, more than maybe once a year anything that's, like, dessert food or anything like that. Based on the fact that I can appreciate, if you were to get in front of me, a stack of waffles with white chocolate, Oreo stuff and like that. Like a, I would look at that and go, job. oh my God, that looks amazing. But I'd have one bit, like like 10, 10% and I'd go, wow, that's amazing. And then after that, my stomach's going to feel really mad. It probably wouldn't. No. If you ate more. Yeah. And I'm just not going to like the, the going to bed the following day, how sluggish you feel. And like, I know how it feels because I've done it before. I was the, the sort of teen where like I'd have, a, I'd be literally what you mentioned. I'd have like a, an off-plan meal and a diet and I'd literally get a pizza ice cream be like, oh yeah it, it fits and, and stuff like that or when i finished diets like you spoke about when you did your photo shoot prep and on the drive home you stopped at what was it like three different services it was nah this was i didn't even do a photo shoot prep um this was when i was like 19 and i was training at hollywell yeah and i didn't it wasn't for any other reason than just to see how lean i could get so i'd probably i'd trained like properly for like maybe a year and and I was like, I was lean anyway when I started the diet. Like, to look at now, if I had to look back at the start of the diet, I'd be like, why on earth are you dieting? Like, you're an idiot. But I was like, oh, I'm just going to see how lean I can get. And they had one of those body performance machines, whatever it's called, BIA machine, where you put your feet on it and you put your hands on the things and it basically tracks you. They're not the most accurate, but it tracks your, your body fat and your, your muscle level, etc., your skeletal mass, etc. So, uh... I was like tracking that every week and I was like, oh, I've got to keep seeing it go down. And I think I started at like 12 or something like that. Um, and got it down to like, I think at 3.9. And I was like stupidly lean, but I, I was very skinny. Like I didn't have a lot of muscle at all, but I, I, I'd over dieted for probably, I don't know, maybe, maybe 12 weeks, maybe 16 weeks. I don't know exactly how long it was, but I'd over dieted like pretty stupidly. I was eating pretty much just like chicken and salad for every meal. I didn't even at this point. I didn't even like track my food. Oh no, mate, I didn't. My my nutrition like and you what? I just looked at the quantity to produce. Yeah. So I'd like look at like my daily food and I'd just kind of do this until I got to the point where it was like non-existent. And my cardio, I'd just be like, I literally would have no plan other than post-workout do as much as I can as I about go hypo, then stop, then carry on, like get regen, re-recover, then go again. So I, I remember like my my day's worth of calories was like I'd have two eggs in the morning as an omelet i'd have like chicken as my second meal that was it and then i think i go to the gym like there are no carbs and then i might when i get back have like rice and chicken but it'd be like half a pack of rice and then i'd have like a protein bar it was honestly like 1200 calories max i don't really remember yeah. like i'm sure i didn't track but i knew it was like i knew what carbs were yeah i knew what foods came with more carbs than yeah. so i was like right i'm going to change that to salad or whatever yeah but i pretty much i remember like I don't remember exactly, but I feel like I just had chicken and salad for every meal, and I had Nando's sauce, uh, which I still have now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I remember every morning I'd go to the gym, I'd get up early, I'd go to the gym, I'd do cardio and abs for like an hour every single morning, like cardio as fast as I could. I'd do like Tabata on the bike, and then I'd do the cross trainer, like just batter myself, yeah. and then do abs, um, and then I'd train later on in the day. And I got, I'd, I'd planned, and I remember the date in my head. I'd planned to finish on the sixteenth of October. I don't know why. I think that was maybe like four months or something like that. Buying with PCA finals, bro. Yeah. So I'd planned to just finish on the 16th, right? Yeah. And it got to like 
I think it was like the 12th or maybe the 11th or something. And I just had it in my head. I was like, I'm done. I was like, I've finished. Just, I, mate, I, I, I remember thinking like, if I get below 4% and I checked, I, I did it and I was 3.9. I was like, what's the point in carrying on for three days? I was like, I, I've already got where I want it to get to. Like, if I carry on for three days, I'm literally just doing it because I said the 16th. Yeah. So I messaged my mate because um, his girlfriend had just started at Loughborough Uni and he was like staying with her and staying with me at times. So I messaged her, I was like, do you want to get Domino's tonight? Because I'd like been not to dieting for so long. I was like, I'll get Domino's. And he was up for it. Um, so I was like, oh, mint. So we got Domino's. But on the before we got the Domino's, I went to Tesco and I bought a 12-pack of Krispy Kremes, just the original glazed. So I can imagine this for me. Like, this is you. I was like, 12 bucks. I don't think I've ever done anything. Like, original glazed, yeah. right? And I bought a tub of cookie dough, Ben and Jerry's. And uh, we got the Domino's. I got a large Domino's with two sides. I didn't get any cookies or anything from Domino's. I've never had cookies from, Domino- from Domino's. I got large, large pizza and two sides. And the best part of the story is we got it all for free. I feel like I've told this story. You told me this before. We got it all for free. So I basically said pay when you get there. So I ordered it and chose pay when you get there. They just gave you. And my mate went and picked it up and they didn't ask him for any money. And he was like, so when he came back, he was like, I think we've got it for free. He's like, did you pay for it? Or did you say to pay when you get there? I was like, no, I didn't pay for it. So we got it for free. Hopefully no one from Domino's Loughborough is listening. If you are, I'm sorry, we're not paying. Um, So yeah, basically they brought it back and... No word of a lie. Like I demolished the the large pizza and the sides within probably like five minutes, and they, they were both like, "What the fuck?" And even I was like, "This is weird." Like yeah. I just couldn't control myself because I'd literally deprived myself of food for sixteen weeks. And it wasn't even like, "Oh, I'll just gradually reduce it." It was no, like I was like oh, dieting now, so I'm just eating chicken and salad, and that's it. Yeah. And I'm doing loads of cardio and loads of abs. Like so I was battered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I had the the. Um, donuts and the ice cream um, within like 10 minutes afterwards all the, all the 12 with a scoop of ice cream in each and I kept putting I was doing like four, you're doing a scoop of ice oh my I was doing that, four, four at a time yeah. on a plate in the microwave scoop of ice cream in each in the microwave so it all melted a little bit bang bang bang, bang. say it again bang 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 mate that's ridiculous and then I wondered why my stomach was fucked for like days what'd you get do you reckon did you eat yourself you wouldn't eat. I might have done, but I don't remember. I don't think I would have done. Do it could have been like the, not do the, the machine, and it's gone from three point nine to like <laughs> yeah, forty. But the body's machine like, broken. No, I'm just getting thirty six percent body fat. But that being said, I remember like literally. So that was like the back end of the year. Yeah. I remember that Christmas being at home because obviously I went home to see my family for Christmas, like lying on the sofa, and just thinking like my stomach is in so much pain, but I, I just kept eating. Yeah, like, I was like fucked. I went away on holiday, um, and I've said this before about my Oreos, those white chocolate Oreos. And I honestly, like, I remember, I think, like, my mum came to get us, and we were eating out for dinner. It was all-inclusive, and I think we bought, like, I might have gone through, there was a pack of, like, six that had two each, so it was, like, 12. And there were 200 calories each, so 12, 2,400 calories. And I must have had, literally probably two of those so two boxes so four four to five thousand calories of food no honestly and i was just snacking them through the day and i had breakfast and i had lunch and i went and got, I got pizza afterwards like for dinner so i probably ate like ten thousand calories and i remember like it was day one of the holiday and like my mum came to get me before dinner and she was like reese have you had all those Oreos?" and i was like yeah i'm not dieting anymore and it was like to me it was like I'm dieting anymore. and then i remember saying to her like maybe day three i'm just eating these oreos i don't even want them i'm just eating them because i can't and I was like, I've eaten them because I can. And I, I came back and I was seven kilos up in a week. Like, so I literally a kilo a, a day. And to be fair, I still trained. I still did cardio. 
I didn't just completely fall off. So if I did, it didn't. And imagine if I was uh, like, yeah, I definitely it would have been worse. It wasn't like I still about... trained and still ate as yeah. normal, but it was like any social events. Yeah. Did you ever have? There was more food available. I wasn't eating loads like day to day. Did you ever have any like when you dieted? Did you ever have like a like a, an off plan like meal or like a cheat meal? No. You said what? You've never cheated on a diet? Because I did once when I was like seventeen. I've said this before. I had a grenade bar. Like, I was like 18, I think. I had a grenade bar and like a small bowl of cereal. Oh, and I, I honestly, I about cried. Yeah. I, I went to, I, I remember it was my final meal of the day. And I used to have whey. And I think I had like a grenade bar. I had a whey and grenade bar something, some, for some weird combo. Um, and I remember I had like a small, I instead of the, with the whey, I had like a small bowl of uh, Special K. And it probably was like 60 grams. And I had another grenade bar because I was so hungry. And I remember like, I, I honestly about cried. Like, I remember going to bed and I was like, you're a failure. What have I done? Yeah, like that's the only time. And I remember like I, I woke up the following day and I complete bulimia symptoms because it is bulimia symptoms. I, I went did like triple my cardio and like, I don't think I ate a carb the following day. But I was like not punishing myself, because, but I was like, what the fuck yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, but it was not like I wasn't doing it in a negative way. I was so disappointed with myself. Yeah. And I was like, I, I genuinely had gone to bed and I was like, I don't think I slept much because I was like, what have I done? Why have I done that? But I remember at the time just being like, yeah, this is good. You know, I was just like, you can't stop it. And I was, but yeah, that was the only time. I think a lot of people experience that. Yeah. It's everything in your body's telling you to eat and mentally sometimes you're not strong enough to say, no, I can't. Like, yeah. But no, I've never done that because I'm, uh, I'm elite as a... Elite. You just you just go and finish your diet three days. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't hack three days. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't need to. You know what I mean? I'd already finished it. It's like doing your show and it being your last show and then for three days suffering for three days. Imagine doing that. Like everyone's going out for a nice meal and you're like, man, I've got three one eight. I woke up the day after prep finished and I woke up an hour earlier than Sanaya. And I literally was like, oh, I'm going to start my training. I'm going to start my off-season early. No gyms were open. I was annoyed. I was like, if a gym was open, I would have just walked to the gym. I think, that gym. I think you have that boost in, it's not like a boost, but it's like, oh, like something new. It's yeah. not pushing for that show anymore no that's a different sort of goal it's like oh i want to go and train and also you've usually gone out for food so you mm-hmm. feel fuller you've got energy like you want to go and burn it all off doing the cardio now in the morning yeah. at hollywell should have gone to hollywell it's, hollywell was open it's funny I, again i listened to a podcast and it was talking about post show any work how many podcasts do you listen to not many but i've driven a lot haven't i i drove back from somerset i drove to somerset I've got most of it done. So now I drove. I was so we just put a podcast on for a bit, and we had a five-hour drive. So we listened to it. We had a faster. We had a fight, and uh, again, all the podcasts, both about post-show blues. And I was like listening to it, and Sanaya, uh, Guy, and Nick, that right. that one, and Sanaya like jumped in and was like, "Oh yeah, and, like she she experienced it." Was there. Shut up! I'm listening to the podcast. Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to listen to Guy and Nick. I'm trying to listen to Guy and Nick, and I kind of was like thinking to myself, I was like. I was so happy and motivated after my shows. Like I was like really not like content in the sense of like, oh, I'm so happy with the show season. I was like, right, cool, that's that phase ticked off and now time to get back. Mine was weird. Yeah, like yours was very like muddled. Like it wasn't like annoying. Yeah. Because it was like, right, cool, the UK the FBA show's done. I know what I want to improve. I remember the night, I don't know, I posted it on my Instagram. So as soon as I got in from the show, I watched the live stream and I threw up because I looked off. <laughs> now I watched the live stream and I made notes. Yeah. Guess what the first note was? From relax. From relax is on. Yeah. From relax was. Do it, mate. For the video visual, how were your hands? No, no. You know, you just, you, so um, from relax, please, guys. Basically, I the thing is, it wasn't that bad. It's just that everyone else held theirs so much higher. Yeah. Like mine isn't that dissimilar to what it is there. 
No, no, no. Uh, but it just looks better because I hit it better. But yeah, I made notes. It was like front relax is awful. Um, this needs to be better. Like in terms of posing, um, uh, I can't remember what else it was. It was like needs to be leaner through here, here, and here. Um, through the quads, through the hamstrings, through the glutes, through the midsection, oblique, chest, like, like can be fuller. Da, da, da. Of course, it's all the things that you generally would expect, like when you assess a show. But yeah. it was like, I did that as soon as I got back. Could not come up against a freak. Yeah, that'd be nice. Probably should have got second if I didn't get robbed. Um, but that's what I, I did. And I was like, right, cool. So this is what I need to improve for the next four weeks. It was four weeks until the BMBF. And I was like, I can get a bit leaner. Yep. I was like, I've, I, my food was pretty high at that point. I was like, I can easily pull off probably another three to five pounds in the next like three weeks yep. and then fill back up from there. And I think I'll be better. I don't know if I would have been much better, but I think I'd have been a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I can do that. And obviously like send it all to AJ and he was like, yeah, cool. I agree. Like I'm happy to do this. Um, but then four weeks later, it was, it wasn't, it was three and a half. It was like the week before. It was like, I remember two years. That wasn't... What are you saying that when they cancelled it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was saying four weeks later, it didn't end up being four weeks later. Yeah, yeah. So it was like three and a bit weeks, and they were like, "Oh, no, actually, it was no, it was the day before. It was the day before when they moved it earlier." Do you not remember? It was on the weekend, and then it was into peak week, and then they they locked locked us down for Friday or Saturday, and the show was on the Sunday, yeah, yeah. and they right. moved it to Wednesday, but then they banned all public stuff from like the Tuesday night. And I can't remember. Yeah, no, something like that. I remember. Or well, they tried to move it a I couple of days like, earlier. I feel like it was, and it was like, oh no, we're going to do something. I feel like it was the Sunday, but they maybe tried to move it to the Saturday. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but basically, it didn't end up happening. So it was like, it was weird. But then they were saying, oh, it'll happen again in four weeks, and it was like, well, will it? Like, we don't yeah. know. Is it worth dieting for four more weeks when I? They didn't have one, did it? It did. Did it really? Yeah, it happened four weeks later, oh. and Keithy competed on his own. Right. Okay. I wouldn't have been in the juniors though. I'd have been in yeah. the office. But Keithy competed on his own in the juniors. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it wasn't the busiest of shows. It was obviously it was a shame, like just how it ended up all being. But I never really experienced that post show I've yeah. done now because it was like even when I went out for food with Shannon, it was like it was very like very cloudy. It wasn't. It was anticlimactic. It was like oh I'm done now, but it's a shame that I'm done. Yeah. It wasn't like oh I'm done and I've I've had a good time. I didn't want there. And I was like yeah. So I woke up for the finals and I was like really happy and positive because I was like right this is the last day. I've had two like shots on stage. Let's just enjoy the day. I get to binge. Yeah, and I get to just binge on loads of food. All those Oreos, the all those Oreos. Stop! I'm pre bought. I pre bought. I'll read them. I've got. I'm like, no, get them away from me. I can't eat them. No, it was. I remember like just waking up and I was like, right, cool. Today's the last day. Let's enjoy it. Like, and I was really present in that day. The, the shows before, I didn't really enjoy because I was like there, like, well, I, I better win. I better do this. This is how it's gonna go. Okay, cool. I need this to be perfect. And like the finals, I remember because the two previous shows, I we got a hotel and like that was a stress on its own. Like. Going to a hotel, yeah. like I like, I literally woke up Sunday morning. I w- I was in my own bed. I'd already have my base tan. I went to Nicholas at like six a.m. I came back, had a meal, took some photos. I think I FaceTimed you, and I was like, I "Look pretty fucking good." Like I was really a good thing that I would say. Just yeah. touching on that, like, I think people think you have to go and stay over. Like I've had it way more. Strange. Clients have said to me, yeah. like, um, for example, if they're like, stay, maybe they live forty minutes away or half an hour away. Like, oh, I think I'm thinking of getting a, a hotel. I literally say, "Don't save yourself the money." Like, as long as you get up early enough, like, you've really got, like, you're not going to have an issue. Like, no. even if your t- your tan is early on the day, the second day, yeah. like, let's say you're one of the first uh, categories on stage. Yeah. If your tan's at even, like, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 
as long as you get up, and the thing is as well, throughout prep, you're going to be waking up early. Yeah. If you get up at, let's say, six, and you've already sorted everything the day before, you get up, you get ready, you get gone, you're there. Like, you're there for half seven, eight. Yeah. Like, it saves you all the hassle of buying bed sheets so you don't stay in the ones at the hotel, staying in the toilet seat at the hotel that you've then got to clean, like, just stay at home. Checking in, checking out, carrying your bags. I would literally and... say, if it's, yeah. if it's under two hours away, yeah. maybe 90 minutes away, I wouldn't, I would for the for the maiden heads, yeah. The for the, for my like first official show, that'll be maiden heads, like an hour and a half. And I don't, I don't think I'm gonna get a hotel. I've just said I was last yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get Nicola to do my tan the day before. I'll get her to do the tan in the morning. I'll find out what time. So I say just get me in like six a.m. I'll wake up at five, get to hers, get my tan, and then I will just get like let's say either I'll go down with you or I'll go down with my mum. And you know like I'll just get a lift or I'll drive myself. It's like you can't drive, you know. Can't drive. Can't drive. Can't too, much too much fatigue. Too much mental fatigue. Too many. I'll be lying back, feet up, even though mental fatigue. But no, literally, like, and I, I remember, like, for the final, it was just such a chill day. Like, I just went, went to it, enjoyed the day. I was, I enjoyed the actual process of it. And then when I was done, it was the same. It was similar. It was like a bit of sweet. It was like, oh well, I'm done now. But it was like I was really eager and excited for for what's to come, you know. And I think that's how it is. Where you is like very much like. I couldn't imagine being called up and saying like, "Yeah, bro, prep's over." Like from the coach or whatever. I find that I wasn't like that. It was it was Vicky from BMBF. She was like, "Oh, like it is gonna happen in four weeks. Like, you know, hopefully you carry on. Please do carry on. We'd like we'd love it if you did if you would. Obviously, she wants people to compete." And I was like, "Yeah, thank you. Like, I'll, I'll have a think about it." And you're like, "Straight to five guys. I think it was five guys." <laughs> um, but I do think like AJ was basically like, "It, it won't happen," and then it did. Um, so AJ ruined my prep. No, I had two fair to me. He was like, it made sense. It was like, look, do you really want to push on for another four weeks? Yeah. It might not happen. Is it worth it? And it was like, yeah, probably not. And like looking back now, I'd probably, for if it was a client of mine, I'd probably say the same thing. I'd probably say, especially like, first time prep, you've stepped on stage once, you know you need to be better. It wasn't like you were a guaranteed win. No. You know, and it was like, you which is just get, just get, wet. get some more muscle, go yeah. and grow. Like, yeah. And like a month of that is like, especially considering you were already in a very long prep, like in the sense of it got pushed back multiple weeks. I think if you were like feeling really, really, really fresh and you were like, no, I want to do it, I want to do it, you would have carried on. It wouldn't have mattered if it was four weeks or eight weeks. You know, Keefe, for example, he was probably a like, seasoned at that point in the sense of probably third prep, maybe yeah. fourth prep. So a different for, for some. And again, it really depends on the situation. For me, first show, I didn't even talk to you about finals. I was doing the first. I was doing. I was doing the, the the first timers and the and the Arnold's. I didn't even know there was a finals qualification until. So now I was like, oh, you know, if you like finish top three, you get the, the you do finals. And then obviously I won the overall, and you were like, oh, well, it makes sense to do the finals. But I remember going in thinking, this weekend and next weekend I'm done. Like it was only the weekend. After. Yeah, I was like, I, I literally was thinking like, no, 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 it was two weeks after. God. So I was like, it was like, I think it was three or four weeks from the first show. Is that when you binged in between? Yeah. I, I found this, is, again, it depends on the situation. Like, again, Sanaya mentioned her a lot. She struggled in between the shows. I found the show period in between like really, really easy because the work was done. It was basically maintenance. Cardio was at a lesser point. My look was getting better. I was eating more. And like, from a psychological standpoint, I was like, okay, cool. Like... This tour is the same for everyone, though. No, that floating period, I think a lot of people benefit from, like, I'm digging or I'm I'm done now. And I quite like just the, right, cool, I get a bit more food, so I get to train well, I get to train hard, and I feel pretty good as a result of that. So, yeah, I feel like we could probably wrap that up. Prep, what what are we going to call this part? Like, prep, prep chat? God knows what I would think. Prep chat, I think that's quite a good look. Prep chat, prep chat, prep chat.
Prep Should we call it that? Prep chat, prep chat, prep chat. We're not going to call it that, are we? Sorry. We've called it prep chat once. Yeah, prep chat. That's what happened. You're going to do the outro. Spoke about this at the start. I always do the intros. Reese always does the outros. Yep. Sounds also, if you like Reese's tree, yeah. comment, I like you. Comment, I like Reese's tree. Yeah. 40 pid. 40 pid. 40 pid. pid. 40 pid. God, it's too late, mate. 40 pounds. Hardly the second part of this. 40 pounds from the range. Need to get a second one. I think we should probably get the second one. There was only one tree. There was literally only one version of the tree. Yeah, we should have got this another version yeah. of that. So, yeah, we need a second one. Because I think I, I, it will look quite good, actually. Yeah, we'll get a second one. For my side. Yeah, and then we're making a few upgrades. We're making a few upgrades to the studio already. So, yeah, exciting times. Anyway, that's the, that's the first part of the podcast. We're going to be probably having a bit of a toilet break and then we're going to be doing the questions. So I'm not too sure that'll probably be out in a few days from when this is uploaded. So yeah, stay tuned. Friday. Click subscribe, share. Story tags is always welcomed. And if anything, more welcomed now based off the fact that we want people to see our setup and we want to drive engagement because if the iPad's still on, which it is, we have zero subscribers currently. So work that up. It is on zero because we haven't actually uploaded an episode yet. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully that's on a few by the time. Let us know if you like the new logo as well, because we've got it now. Awesome. Right. Catch you later, guys. Bye-bye.